That was teenagers. Um, listen, hey, it's good to see all of you this morning. Happy Mother's Day. I, I am, it's, I don't know, today's one of those kind of surreal days where, like, people just kind of, the right people show up and you have one of those, like, flashback moments. Mr. Dan and Miss Diana's daughter, Danielle, and I, we were in, we're the same age. We, um, we both started youth at 12 years old together. Um, I remember moving here and meeting her. I spent many Friday nights um, upstairs at Mr. Dan and Miss Diana's house with Danielle. And so having her here today, who went through all of youth with me, and then having some of you here who, like, um, you know, some of you that have started out with me. Carly's here today. Carly was one of my first youth. She's in her 20s and, like, grown now, right? And then some of these youth who are just starting out. Man, I've been here for a long time. I'm not old enough to feel as old as I feel today, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I'm not old enough to feel as old as I feel today. But listen, I really am excited to be here. I have a word today. I'll say it and how this goes, and she's not in here. We were trying to get Pastor Haley to speak today, um, and she didn't want to. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But listen, the Lord had dropped this word, into. she heard me. Dang it, she made it right back in just in time to hear me. Um, the Lord had dropped a word into my heart one Wednesday night, one Wednesday for a chapel at FCS, and um, she was talking to me about it, and she said, I really feel like you need to share that word on Mother's Day. And so I said, okay. And then I, I went back and tried to make notes, which was hard because it was one of those Holy Spirit moments where um, I didn't really, I read a scripture, and then I didn't look at anything. And so I was like, well, I don't, I don't remember really what all I said. So Holy Spirit, can you come back to me um, and tell me? But I really feel the Holy Spirit on me today. I don't say that lightly because I grew up, um, you know, not being a super big fan of um, ooey gooey feelings and, and craziness happening. It was embarrassing to me when I was a kid and I would bring my friends and things would go like that. But I can say, <laughs> I can say very strongly today that I feel the Holy Spirit on me to share this word today. Um, I'm going to try not to cry through it. Um, but I really just feel like that the Lord wants to speak to our hearts today. We're going to read out of Acts chapter three, verses one through 10. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. The title for today's message is Just Outside, What If God Gave You What You Wanted? One afternoon, Peter and John went to the temple for the three o'clock prayer. As they came to the entrance called the Beautiful Gate, they were captured by the sight of a man crippled from birth being carried and placed at the entrance to the temple. He was often brought there to beg for money from those going to worship. When he noticed Peter and John going into the temple, he begged them for money. Peter and John, looking straight into the eyes of the crippled man, said, Look at us. Expecting a gift, he readily gave them his attention. Then Peter said, I do not have money, but I'll give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Peter held out his right hand to the crippled man and pulled the man to his feet. Suddenly, power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. The man jumped up, stood there for a moment, stunned, and then began to walk around. As he went into the temple courts with Peter and John, he leapt for joy and shouted praises to God. When all the people saw him jumping up and down and heard him glorifying God, they realized it was the crippled beggar they had passed in front of the beautiful gate. Astonishment swept over the crowd, for they were amazed over what had happened to him. Listen, have you ever just gotten comfortable and settled into your brokenness? Have you found yourself content with less? I mean, I have, haven't we, right? 
There's a story of Abraham's brother Lot, and God is trying to spare Lot and get his family to safety. And the angels who are taking him are trying to get him to go up to the mountains. But Lot is afraid he can't make it to the mountains. So instead, he asks the angels, this place looks good. Can I just stay here? And so the angels say, you can stay here if you want. And the name of that place was called Zoar, which means small. You see, they wanted to get him to the mountains, but he got to a place of safety and comfort just far enough away from the danger that he was comfortable, and so he chose to stay right there and settle for the small instead of the mountains that God had for him. How many of us have just settled into some brokenness and settled into some less than because we're content there? I mean, man, we are sure ready to point out the sins of other people and say things like, man, if they would just get it together, right? Man, they could be so great if they would get it together. Man, aren't we great at seeing the potential of God in other people's life but ignoring the potential of God in our own lives because we're content where we are and going where God would have us would mean we would have to, I don't know, keep going to the mountains and not settle in Zoar. So this man who was here, it says, there's something very key important in it. It jumped out at me. It said, he was carried to the gate of beautiful. He was carried. That means there were people, friends, who carried him in his brokenness and set him right outside. He had friends. Friends who knew his problem and who celebrated it by setting him outside to beg. And it said he expected money. He was there often to beg, which tells me, you know what, his needs were met. People were meeting his needs. People were going to worship, and they were meeting his needs. And probably the very people who brought him there benefited from the blessings that people were giving to him as he sat just right outside. He had friends, and he had money. Boy, when our needs are met, we can become blind to our brokenness and sit just right outside of the beauty of God's presence. And man, I'm going to tell you what, I felt that deep inside me. And I, I hope today I want you to feel this deep inside you, that we are living in a time when our needs are met. The fact that you are here today means that your needs are being met. You had gas to get in your car to get you here. You had clothes to put on. Our needs are being met. But are we just settling for our needs are being met so we'll just stay right here where we are? There's no need to push forward and go in any further. We're already sitting outside of this beautiful gate of contentment and everything's okay. So we're just going to park it right here and sit because my needs are met. I've got friends. I've got community. And so here I sit. Here I sit. In verse six and seven, Peter and John looking straight into his eyes. And he looked at them expecting a gift. And so he gave them his attention. Sometimes it seems a little bit like, and when I say I'm preaching to myself, I am, because I've been in a very dry season. 
But there are times when it seems that we are looking straight at God attentively because we are expecting a gift instead of expecting him to actually do something. We'll look straight at him. We'll look straight into his word. We'll look straight into worship. We will look straight into the very eyes of Jesus and we will expect him to give us what we want. And what this man wanted was he wanted money to meet his needs because in his mind, healing wasn't even an option. He did not have any idea that it was an option because see, he was so content in his brokenness and where he was that he was settled for getting by day by day, and people giving him what he needed, and he had settled for less than what God had for him. He had settled for sitting just outside the presence of God, just outside the temple, just outside he had settled for it. And I feel like that so many of us have parked ourselves just outside, content to look at God and expect what we want from him. It said, I don't have money, but I'll give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Peter held out his right hand to the crippled man, and as he pulled the man up to his feet, suddenly power surged to the man's crippled feet and ankles. They helped him up, and it's amazing how he forgot what he wanted when he got what he needed. Man, he forgot what he wanted when he got what he needed, which was healing. And then it says, and he stood for a moment, then began to walk around. And as he went into the temple courts with Peter and John, he leapt for joy and shouted praises to God. When he went inside, he leapt for joy. How many of us are content to sit outside instead of going inside where there is joy and healing for us. Let me tell you, I'm not just talking to all the unsaved people. I'm talking to saved people who know where the presence of God is and we are content to sit right outside of it because we have settled in to our brokenness. We have settled in to where we are. But there's a surge coming. He is ready to look you in the eyes today. And as a mother would say, he's ready to jerk a knot in some of y'all's tails. Did that sound like Miss Tammy? That sound like Miss ready to jerk a knot in some of y'all's tails. He's ready to jerk some of you up so that the jolt of the Holy Spirit can get to every broken, diseased, and crippled part of you so that you can walk, not only stand, but run and leap with joy in this life that you have been given. He wants a complete healing for you. A complete healing for you. In John chapter 4, it's the story of the Samaritan woman. And I've been doing some research on this because everybody calls her like a harlot or an adulterous woman and all of this kind of stuff. There's actually nothing there that tells us that about her. When Jesus talks to her, she it comes out that she had been married five times and the man she was living with now was not her husband. It doesn't tell us really actually what happened to put her in a situation to be married multiple times. 
according to, she was not Jewish, she was Samaritan, but in Jewish law, most women, if their husband died, they could be married up to two more times, but after that, it was not considered an option. We don't really know what this woman's situation was. And so here's the thing. God knew what her situation was. But when he looked at her, he didn't see all of that. He didn't worry about all of that. He looked at her and saw her as worthy enough to be re- have it revealed to her that she was God. And so let me just tell you something. Here's my side caveat to the women today, right? Jesus always revealed himself to women. He always would say who he was to them. And let me tell you something, women, we carry a very special gift in us, and that is the ability to truly see and know God and have him revealed to us. It is something that is special and tangible. God reveals himself to all people, but he cares about you, women, and he reveals himself to you time and time again. In John chapter 4, looking at verse 26, after they had talked, then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. She said, I know there's a Messiah coming. And he said, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking to her? Because you don't ask Jesus what he's doing, right? You let him do what he's doing. So they didn't ask. Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. In verse 39, it says, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything that I ever did. Listen, we don't really know her story, but we know that God knew her story and he saw her worthy enough to reveal himself to. And people believed because of her testimony. People believed because of her testimony. We see the same thing that just took place back in this story we heard about the crippled beggar because it said that when the people saw him jumping up and down, they recognized it was the crippled beggar they had passed in front of the beautiful gate and astonishment swept over the crowd. Listen, people are always going to look at you and remember and recognize you who for who you were. That does not change, okay? Listen, when we see people, we recognize them for what we know them for, but that's okay. Let them see you for who you were. Astonish them with the change. Your past doesn't have to disappear for God to do something with you. Your future just has to change. So listen, I know there's so many times, gosh, I remember being a young person. I remember being so worried about raising my hands in church because I was a heathen. I just remember and I thought, Lord, here we are standing next to each other, singing to the Lord after we acted a fool last night, right? Because you always go to church. (laughs) I remember feeling that way and thinking, gosh, but people know who I really am. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they know who you really are. Astonish them with the change. Don't settle for your brokenness because of your fear of what other people will say about you. 
Don't settle for this way of life because it's comfortable and because it's easy and because it's expected of you. Don't settle for where you are. Know that Jesus has something for you. Listen, she wanted water, but she got Jesus. And he wanted money, but he got Jesus. Jesus is healing. Jesus is salvation. Jesus is what we need. Stop settling for contentment in the broken and those who celebrate your brokenness with you and let you live life right outside. We all need a jolt of expectation with what could happen when Jesus touches us. Astonish them with who you are. I am a PK who grew up in church, this church, for the majority of my life. I have run from God. I have run to God. I have kicked and screamed at God. I have had up days and down days. I have been content to be broken. I have said to myself, this is just what I'm going to do right now. I have told God, this is just who I'm going to be right now. Let me have a minute. This is just going to be me. I have sat right outside the gate of God's presence for too many times. And even in this season of my life, there was a period and season we have gone through catastrophic things. And the past two years of life for me and for many of you has been overwhelming. It has brought more hurt, pain than we could even imagine and think we could deal with. And there's something of a sense of numbness on the other side of it that is like, well, we're still here. But what does that even mean or look like? Right? It feels like every nerve in my body has already been touched and punched and hit. And there, I, I just have felt like a wall around me, right? Like nothing else is getting in, but nothing's going out. I felt worn out and broken, Right? I felt like God really pushed and sustained me and carried me through a lot of really hard things. And he pushed me and he helped me to get through them, right? And then it felt like that surge kind of left and I was like, whoo, I'm worn out. I am tired. I am broken. I'm just going to sit here for a minute. I just need to sit for a minute, God. I'm broken, you see. I'm worn out. I'm broken and I'm worn out and I just need to sit for a minute. And so I sat. And then I have wondered why I have struggled to feel the presence of God. And it's because I chose to sit right outside of his presence. I decided to sit in my broken and sit in my hurt because I was justified to feel the way I felt. I was justified. Listen, some of us, some of you have gone through some things. Your hurt is justified. Your pain, it is justified. People were not kind to you. Life happened and it was not fair. There are things that have worn us down. They have broken us. They have beaten us up. And man, we just want to sit for a minute, right? 
And Jesus looks at you today and he says, silver and gold have I none. But by the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And this morning when we were singing, I felt this sense of the Holy Spirit reminding me and telling me. Because I wasn't sure I should preach. Because I really have struggled with feeling the presence of the Lord. And I felt like so strongly that Jesus said, today I need you to get up and walk. And if you will take a step into my presence, then you will feel a surge of healing come to your broken places and your worn out places and the joints that feel raw and strained and inflamed because of the lifting that we have done over and over again. And we have felt worn out. I'm tired of picking this up every day. I'm tired of carrying this person. I'm tired of all of the weight I'm lifting. My ankles are weak from the weight and pressure of this life. I want to sit and the Lord says silver and gold have I not for you but by the name and the power of Jesus Christ get up and walk get up and walk you may have been married five times You may have been divorced five times. You may have blown your finances. You may have blown marriages. You may have blown lots of things. But when Jesus looks at you, he says, I know all of those things, but I who speak to you am he. I know you. And you are worthy of knowing that he is God. And if he would reveal himself to you, if he would reveal himself to the least of these If he would see you worthy, then today you are worthy to walk. Yesterday, I I had my first Saturday off in a while because I'm a soccer mom. Not really sure how that happened. But I spend spend most of my Saturdays um, lugging like chairs and soccer balls and getting sunburned. And people are like, have you been to the beach? I'm like, no, I've been to North Park. Like, no. Nothing that glamorous, friends. I walked by a sand pit. <laughs> That's about as close as I got. <laughs> but yesterday, I didn't have a soccer game to be at. And I was kind of like, what do I do? <laughs> right? So I sat on my couch. Oh, glamorous. Sat on my couch. In the same clothes I got out of the bed in, I stayed in those and just moved to my couch. It was really glorious, right? It was wonderful. Uh, it was great. But the longer I sat there, I got up and I was like, oh. What is going on? Do I have appendicitis? What is this pain? And it was like, no, you have the couch potato aches, right? You've been sitting in the same position for so long that your body is like stuck, right? Your body has adapted to this long time of sitting, right? And I'm going to tell you something. When you get comfortable just sitting and settling, man, when you stand up for the first time, it aches a little bit in places you didn't know would hurt. When you decide to stand up and walk and face it, listen, it hurts in places you didn't know it was going to hurt. Because when you walk into the presence of God, he touches places that you've been keeping quiet and dark and hidden for a long time. But the presence of God exposes and it brings light to all things. And let me tell you something. He doesn't care if you watch with the, walk with the couch potato aches, right? You know what I'm talking about if you're over 30. Where you stand up on the couch and it takes you from the couch to the kitchen to get a 
full upright stance going. Some of y'all don't know, but the, most of you do know what I'm talking about, right? You just know, and you're like, ooh, okay, hey, my spine is bent that direction. Let me tell you something. We took it, said, what did it say? It said when they pulled him up, he stood there for a moment. He stood there for a moment. You see, he had not felt the strength of his ankles and feet for a long time. And then it says he walked. And then it says when he went into the temple, he began to jump and dance around. Let me tell you something, guys. You may just have to stand for a bit, and then you may have to try to walk. But you're going to get there, and you're going to get to the dancing and rejoicing. In Acts chapter 3, verse 16. Acts chapter 3, verse 16. It says, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him as you all can see. As you all can see. In the Passion it says, in front of your eyes. Some of you here have been living and doing your own thing for a real quick minute. Maybe longer. And let me tell you something. If you make a change, people are going to look at you. They're going to kind of wonder what's going on. They might not believe it, but let me tell you something. Those same people have been the ones carrying your tail to the gate and leaving you out there to sit in your brokenness. And so they're going to wonder where their goodie bag went, where, where the person who was always ready for the good time went, where the person who was already always ready to provide the jokes and the good time, where did that person go? They're going to be looking around for you in your brokenness and not be able to find you. And they may look at you like you're crazy, but let me tell you something, get in or get out. You can roll with me or you cannot, but I'm not sitting at the gate anymore. Look at me with astonishment, if you must. Didn't you just do that yesterday? Yes, I did. But since yesterday, Jesus Christ of Nazareth walked up on me, and he looked at me, and he said, get up and walk. So, yes, I was outside the gate yesterday, but today I'm inside of it. So look at me with astonishment and know, I'm telling you, you will never regret one day you spent serving the Lord, but you will regret many others. I tell young people this all of the time. You will regret many things in your life. You will never regret a day that you set aside for the Lord. You will regret lots of decisions. You will never, ever regret walking with the Lord. Not once. I don't regret those days of my youth. Even when I knew I was living in sin and not doing right, I still don't regret those days because the Lord was there with me. And I felt him so strongly. But for all of us who know the Lord, for all of us who are saved, it is not Peter and John looking at you. It is Tony the bird flying overhead. (laughs) We have caught this bird. I'm convinced it's the same one three times the past two weeks and put him out. He wants to live here. He will not be here next week in Jesus' name. (laughs) in Jesus name 
Yes, get out in the name of Jesus. Fly out. (laughs) But listen, there's lots of us in here who know the Lord. We show up to church every week. Some of us may even read our Bibles in the morning, probably not if you have kids. But, I mean, you probably read it sometime else in the day, hopefully, right? Like listening to it on audio tape in your car, right? <laughs> we, we walk with the Lord, right? But we are just so quick to settle. Because we're wrong if we think that just because we know Jesus, we don't have brokenness. We still do. All of us do. Man, life gives you brokenness, right? But we serve the potter who takes the clay, who shapes it and molds it and rebuilds it, who makes beautiful things out of the dust, who makes beautiful things out of our life. Let me tell you something. The disciples who followed Jesus, they were a pain to him. I know they were. They asked silly questions. They fought with each other about who got to sit where. Does that remind anybody like your children arguing over the front seat, right? They argued about who was going to sit at his right hand. And then in his need, they abandoned him. But yet they are the very reason that we have the word of God. Because they came back to Christ and he revealed himself to them and they changed the world. So let me tell you something. We can walk hand in hand with Jesus, but still be broken messes. And we can still need to encounter the presence of God. We can still need it. So listen, church, your family needs a walking mom and dad. Your workplace needs a walking you. They don't need a broken you. You deserve a walking you because that's what Jesus has for you. See, he looks at you and he says, you are worthy to know who I am. Angelique is wearing heels today. For, For those of you who don't know, Yes, come on, stand on up here. Because I said Rodney showed off his shoes for Easter. So Angelique is going to show off her heels today. Yes. Heels have been a long time coming, right? How long did you have to wear that brace for? Five years. Still wear it, but not today. Not today. Not today. Let me tell you. I walked in, and Karen Wise was crying about shoes. I was like, what? And she's like, Angelique is wearing heels and no brace. And I thought, what a profound illustration today of what God would have to tell you. Let me tell you, sometimes you go through years of hobbling and walking through. Thank you, Angelique. You go through years of walking and hobbling through. You go through years of brokenness. But today, not for you fellas, but let's just take it in this sense. He's ready for you to put on some heels. He's ready for you to walk strong. He is ready for you to realize that your ankles are strong enough to not just sit here in his presence, but stand and walk in his presence. The Lord is calling you to come inside today. Come inside and dance off the brokenness. Come on, Brandon. Come on, Sydney.
expecting a gift, he readily gave his attention. Then Peter said, I don't have money, but I'll give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. I know for me, and I'm sure for some of you, we have settled with sitting. Your needs have been met. You got friends. You got a job. You got hiccups in the road, but you're making it. And we've settled just right outside of the potential that God has for us. There's small things that God has done this week in my life that have reminded me that he is inside and where his presence is, there my potential is, there my future is, there the blessings of the Lord are. Just with little things. I got a little email asking me to do something. It's nothing major, but to me, you know what it was? It was just a reminder of Jesus saying, if you'll surrender to me, if you will just let me pick you up, if you will just stand up and walk, listen, I got things for you. You got things to do. You're settling right out here outside of my presence because things are okay, but quit settling for okay. It's trying to walk on in. You're not meant to live in Zoar, you are meant to be up on the mountains. This is not a prophet, one of those prosperity gospels I'm preaching to you. I'm not talking about that you're supposed to be the wealthiest person in the biggest house. I'm talking about healing. I'm talking about Jesus. I am talking about Jesus Christ of Nazareth who looks at you and says, silver and gold have I none, but by the power of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk into your potential. Stand up and walk into your future. Stand up and walk into the fullness of who God has called you to be. Stand up and walk into a healthy and happy marriage that's not just getting by. Stand up and walk into the promises of what God has called you to do. Quit sitting on the outside of this thing looking in. Quit sitting here remembering when things were okay. Quit being comfortable in your brokenness. And if there are people who are celebrating where you are, get them out of your life because there are people here today I am looking at you today I'm saying to you by the power of the name of Jesus Christ get up and walk get up and walk I don't care if you got a limp I don't care if you have a brace I don't care if you're wobbly. I'm feeling a little wobbly on my feet these days. But I made a decision. I'm walking in. And I want you to walk in with me. And today Jesus Christ wants you to know that if you've never come to him, if you've never, ever, ever truly accepted him into your life, that he's here for you today. He is here for you today. To not only be the savior of your life, but to be the healer of your life, to be the restorer of your life. He has good things for you. He wants you to know that you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because he is with you. He has salvation for you today. And if you have settled being far from God, he has never not once stopped pursuing you. I'm so thankful 
for the people of God in my life who kept showing up in places. Man, they showed up at inconvenient places. I would be in Memphis and I would be afraid I would see Haley. And I would, she didn't even have to show up, but just the thought that she might show up sometimes was like the Holy Spirit reminded me, you know, what if Haley just walked by? I was like, dang. Let me tell you something today. God has been putting some people in some of y'all's lives who've been speaking the truth and love to you, who have been telling you it's time to move on out of this, who've been consistently showing up in your life over and over again, telling you that there's a future for you. And some of you here today, I want you to know I've been that person for you. I've been praying for you. I've been showing up in your life. I've been standing for you. I've been waiting for you. And I am standing inside this gate today. And I am telling you it is time to get up and it is time to walk and it is time to experience who God has called you to be and quit settling for broken things when he has got healing in his bones for you today. So listen, let's stand up where we are today. Sydney's voice is anointed. We know that. There's been days when I've been sitting in the office annoyed. And I have just heard her voice in there making copies, singing. And it has led me out of the darkness. So let me tell you something today. They're going to lead us in this song, but this is not a song. He is leading you out of the brokenness today. And I want to tell you, this altar is open now. It'll be open after service if you need prayer. And don't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Just astonish them with who God is. But today, we are going to worship because there is no shadow that he will not light up. There is no mountain that he won't climb up coming to you. And today he is looking at each and every one of us. Those who are holy and pious, who never miss a Sunday, who've got our devotionals down, who can recite scripture to you, to those of us who have been able to do all the right things but have still settled for broken spirits and broken hearts. Today he wants us to walk. To those who have been far from God today, he wants you to walk. To those who have never known him, he says, welcome and come to the walk with me today. I'm here for you. There is no shadow that he won't light up. Let's worship today and may the spirit of God with the anointing of the Holy Spirit that I feel so strongly upon me today with the word of God in my mouth and not my own words by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the power of Jesus Christ. I say to our hearts today, I say to our brokenness today, I say to our marriages and our families and our finances, I say to the prodigals who have wandered away, I say today with the power of Jesus Christ upon me with the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth today silver and gold have I none but by the power of Jesus Christ today I command you to get up and walk feel his healing in you today in the name of Jesus let's worship the Lord together